Psalm 39, verse 3. Did I say Psalm? I meant Genesis. Genesis 39, verse 3. <laughs> I'm all over the place tonight. <laughs> Genesis 39, verse 3. Uh, pray for uh, Melanie Pratt. She, uh, she got strep throat or something, which was discouraging enough, and, and now her hip is really bothering her, and she can hardly walk, and she just said, Pastor, I'm really discouraged. Could you ask people to especially pray for me? I think she, she's asking prayer as much for just the discouragement aspect of, of it right now as she is, but it's, it's also miserable, you know, with the... Can't walk and, and uh, your 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 throat hurts and so pray for Melanie right now. Um, we'll have a chance to share other prayer requests. Good to see you, brother Peter. It's always nice to have him around. He's a good brother. Appreciate you, brother. And uh, so it says um, in Genesis thirty nine verse three. It says, and his master saw that the Lord was with him. And that the Lord made all that he had that he did to prosper in his hand. Now, just on the surface, if I were to, you know, maybe be able to show you like in video form an, a synopsis of the life of Joseph from the time that his brothers got a hold of him there, threw him into a pit. He got sold off to slave traders, got into you know, Potiphar's uh, home and uh, was a, you know, a slave there. And then he got falsely accused. He gets thrown into to prison. I mean, everything that went on, it's like you can't make this much crisis up, right? And probably, humanly speaking, if you were to, to see that, you know, sort of like in movie form or even in description form, like the Bible lays it out, without, without some of these things interjected, like we see right there in, 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 uh, in, in, in Genesis 39.3, you'd probably think he'd be the most likely, the least likely for somebody to say, you know, this guy has the Lord with him and the Lord is making him prosper. <laughs> Am I right? I mean, it's like, you, 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 you'd say probably the opposite. This guy's snake bit. I mean, it seems like nothing goes right for him. It's one crisis after another. And, uh, you know, there's some disputes where we're talking the last couple of weeks about making mistakes and how to move on from mistakes and how to learn from mistakes. And there is, there is some discussion about whether, you know, Joseph brought some of what he ended up dealing with, with his brothers upon himself. I mean, there's no excuse for the way they treated him, but... You know, there probably were some aspects. Their favorite child, I mean, that's, that's described, right? He was daddy's favorite, and he got the, you know, kind of the, the, the symbol of the favoritism and that coat of many colors. And, and uh, he felt the need to maybe overshare a little bit about, you know, his dreams <laughs> and how they were all going to bow down to him one day, you know, not once but twice. I mean, it's almost like he's, you know, throwing a little gasoline on the... the, the, the uh, you know, the, some of the, uh, the ill feelings that were already there. I don't know. You know, there, again, there's, there's different uh, commentators say different things about that. But So if he did make some mistakes, I mean, you know, maybe that was part of what humbled him. He had that long journey there, you know, of several days walking from that, uh, that pit of breaking, as it were, to that journey of reckoning 
to that time where you find him um, in Potiphar's home, and it seems to me like something happened along the way there where there was a humility and there was a, there was a resolve with Joseph that no matter what came his way, that he was going to trust God, he was going to do what was right. Um, I mean, you look at that situation with him and, and you know, Potiphar's wife there. I mean, it describes just that, that day after day um, attack. And, uh, you know, sometimes it feels like the devil comes after us that way. It's not, you know, it's like day after day he just tries to, to wear us down and to give in, um, you know, to, to temptation. And, and I'm sure she was, I mean, knowing the knowing the the, the, the status that Potiphar had in the land and what his, you know, what his rank and what his position was, I'm sure she was a lovely lady. And, you know, there was, there was full opportunity there for, 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 for Joseph to, you know, to say, hey, look, uh, I've been through a lot here. You know, I deserve, I, I deserve some pleasure. I mean, I deserve to, 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 to get whatever I can out of this situation. I mean, after everything I've gone through. And it does talk in the book of Hebrews, you know, how that root of bitterness can turn in uh, to us failing of the grace of God. And then um, it talks about uh, um, bitterness turning into, as with uh, as Esau uh, was a fornicator. And, uh, and how um, evidently Esau was, he was, a, um, he was a bitter young man. And uh, that's why he made some of the choices that he made because he felt like, you know, he'd been, he'd been cheated out of things and he was due, right, um, to get what he could out of situations. But thankfully, Joseph is he's a, he's an example to us of somebody who in the midst of crisis, in the midst of crisis, he continuously recognizes that crisis presents opportunity in a unique way for us to bring glory to God. It really does. And uh, let's talk a little more about that outside of a word of prayer. Lord, as we, uh, as we think about these things, for just a moment here tonight, may you encourage us, Lord, because we all have those times that are very difficult, um, moments of crisis, Lord, and, and, and times that really try us as to whether we, we really believe uh, that you are there and that you have our best interests in mind and and all those things. And so, Lord, I pray that uh, as we just linger on these truths for a few minutes and look at the, think of the example of the life of, uh, of Joseph, that, that would encourage us and give us uh, a renewed resolve before you. And I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. And so, in times of, of, of crisis, one of the things that it can bring as far as a positive goes is it can give us a renewed awareness of God's presence with us. You know what, what, uh, what God does is sometimes he brings us to a point where he kind of strips away everything else so that we'll fully see him, right? Um, and you say, well, you know, I'm already recognizing God. I'm already a believer. You know, why, why would he do that? Um, look, I don't know all the reasons why God does what he does, and, and neither do you. But I do know that Joseph, if anybody had a right to say, you know, what's going on here, and this isn't fair, it was Joseph. But yet Joseph had the presence of God with him, and he believed that. And it says so right here. 
Um, it, it says that others saw that the Lord was with him. How did they know that the Lord was with him? Like they did, they did, did they just kind of like through, you know, osmosis pick up on that somehow? No, I mean, the only explanation for that is, is the testimony that Joseph gave. You know, the only way that they would come to the conclusion the Lord's with this guy is if there was some point of reference from his testimony and what he talked about that he believed in the Lord and that he trusted God. Right? It's not something, I mean, it's not something somebody's just going to come up with out of the blue. There has to be some sort of declaration that goes along with someone's life that, you know, the reason why I'm going to proceed even through crisis, the reason I'm going to keep an even keel, I'm going to keep, you know, doing what's right, I'm, going to, I'm, not going to, I'm not going to flounder through this, I'm not going to turn away from God, I'm not going to get angry, I'm not going to, um, you know, fly off the handle. And when they see us proceeding that way and having a peace that, you know, humanly speaking doesn't make sense like the Bible talks about, well, that's an opportunity for us to say right there uh, the reason why is because I believe in the presence of God. And I believe God is with me. And I'm not going to question that that's the truth. And, uh, and so it says, and his master saw that the Lord was with him. So there is a unique opportunity, remember this, in time of crisis to learn more about God's presence and to proceed in the reality of God's presence and to show that to others as well and proclaim that to others. Um, Look, I mean, if people see that you have this great testimony for trusting God when, when you know, everything is going wonderfully, humanly speaking, I mean, that's great. But how much more meaningful is it that when they, I mean, they see that this, there's no question about it, they're observing you, they're watching you through a time of crisis that you're trusting God and you're, and you're keeping the right spirit. Well, that's, uh, that adds another dimension to it, doesn't it? And evidently that's the testimony that, that Joseph had at this point is, is uh, he trusted in God's presence. And secondly, he trusted in God's provision. He trusted in God's provision. His master saw that the Lord was with him and that the Lord made all that he did to prosper um, in his hand. And, you know, whether, whether Joseph was here um, a, a servant in the house of, of Potiphar uh, later, he was falsely accused by Potiphar's wife. He ends up in, a, in prison um, unjustly. And then in prison, he was basically made, you know, I mean, he was uh, he's made honorary warden of the prison, basically. Right? And uh, how'd that happen? Well, again, it's because he trusted in God's presence and God provided for him. God provided for him even through those times of, uh, humanly speaking, of crisis. And, um, and God will provide. God will provide in every situation. God will provide, you know, um, so much more than, than we imagine um, in ways that we can't orchestrate in our, our ourselves. And that's kind of the great thing about it is if, uh, if it's just that we have everything in order and we have everything planned out and everything's always going according to our plan, well, that's great. I mean, you know, you had it, you had it all together and that was, that was a human plan that you manage to, to carry out. But when you get into impossible situations and God is present there and God provides through that, that's, that takes it to, to something much greater and, 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 and it, it brings to bear what the human experience is, is meant to be as we're connected to our supernatural creator. 
And uh, it's, 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 a, it's a wonderful uh, thing when that happens, and we can give glory to God uh, through that. And so Joseph experienced that. And so remember that. Um, and there's other characters in the Bible. You've probably seen human beings that you could, you, you, look, I, I think of some people in our church that have been through tremendously difficult situations. And, um, and you know, just to see how they've partaken of God's grace through those hard times, and through those times of crisis and loss. And I can tell you, I can tell you right now that as a pastor, that, that this has been a wonderful encouragement to me to see that. Um, people don't always express it, but people watch and they see how you handle situations. And it's either a testimony for the Lord or it's, you know, it can be, well, that's a little discouraging. I mean, you know, all the lip service is there, but then something hard comes along and, and the wheels fall off, uh, you know, and it shouldn't be that way uh, for us as believers. Um, and uh, let's go to Genesis uh, 50, 19. And you, you know a lot of the story probably in between. If not, read the story of, of Joseph, uh, you know, picking it up there a few chapters before this and then going all the way through uh, uh, chapter 50 of Genesis. But uh, it comes to that time where the, brother, the very brothers who had betrayed him, now they're coming to him asking for help. And you talk about a sweet opportunity for Joseph. I mean, <laughs> you know, these, these scoundrels who had betrayed him, they're at his mercy now. I mean, you know, that's a good, what, a, what a, a chance for vengeance served up on a silver platter there, right? Uh, Joseph totally has the upper hand. But uh, Joseph evidently had learned, you know, like the Bible says, that vengeance is mine, saith the Lord. And so when we take vengeance, what are we doing? We're stealing from something that's God's jurisdiction. It's not ours. We can't see situations enough to have uh, uh, vindictive attitudes. Only God can see you know, that clearly to, to, to bring about just and righteous vengeance if need be. And uh, we can trust him for that. You know? Whenever you're tempted to bring about vengeance uh, you know, upon somebody... Just remember that's God's jurisdiction, and you can trust Him that He sees it all. He's not missing any of it, and that He'll, you know, He'll. And, and in this case, um, if Joseph had just gone by pure feelings of vengeance, then something would have been squandered as to what God even wanted to do in His brothers' lives, ultimately. Um, and we should always be open to God, if He so chooses to work in the life of, of somebody who even who has not been a just person, has not been um, a godly person, a person maybe who has even wronged others, you know, hold out hope that God can still work in their lives, right? Um, God's worked in your life. And uh, you know, sometimes we get the attitude, well, I kind of deserve God to work in my life, but we don't want to offer the same grace towards somebody else, right? Uh, we kind of write them off and... Uh, so, um, but it says here in, in Genesis 50, I think it's verse 19. Yeah, Genesis 50, verse 19. And so his brothers come, and he has this opportunity, you know, to, to, uh, uh, to get the upper hand on them and, and, and uh, kind of play God in their lives, really. And he says this. He actually expresses it in those terms. It says, And Joseph said unto them, Fear not. Look at this. For am I in the place of God? I mean, he says exactly what we've been talking about right there. I'm not going to play God here. It's not my jurisdiction. As much as I may feel like it, 
Um, but as for you, you thought it evil against me, but God meant it unto good to bring to pass as it is this day to save much people alive. And so he trusted in God's providence and in God's plan. I put those two together there. Now, what is God's providence? Well, God's providence, his providence. It's like a compound word, right? His providence, his providence. And all through this, God was providing, and he was also, uh, you know, his providence, is, it, it takes it to that next level of not only is this providing for me personally, but there's a providential plan that only he sees through it all. And it's much bigger than us. Because what was the plan ultimately? The plan had to do with touching the lives of many people. Not just Joseph and his brothers and just, you know, that little sphere that he could see along the way. What did God want to do? He wanted to save many alive. Right? And what a wonderful way to live, if you think of it, that I'm a part of something so much bigger than myself. And I can't see God's providence and plan through it all. But I can trust the fact that as I trust him, there's a cause that's bigger than me. And it has to do with God wanting to reach into many people's lives. And I don't want to be the I don't want to short circuit that as to my part in that, right? By getting angry or by getting bitter or by not trusting God, by um, you know, getting off of my, my own way of handling things. And, 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 uh, and, and, and so times of crisis can give us a unique opportunity to trust God that he providentially has a wonderful plan through it all. And, uh, and that concept is really, you know, it's strongly throughout the Bible. And, and we know probably, you know, probably one of the top five most well-known verses in the Bible um, falls into this, this truth in this category, Romans 8.28, right? What does it say? For all, what's it say? Say it with me. For all things work together for good to those who love God and are what? Called according to His purpose. There it is right there. <laughs> His providential plan and purpose is what he's working all this good towards. And sometimes you want to look at the first part of that verse. You know, um, he's working everything for good for me. And certainly God did bless Joseph, and, 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 God, and I'm sure Joseph had no regrets that he trusted God through all those times of crisis. But it's more than that. It's about the purposes of God, ultimately, that we, we get to be a part of, right? Um, and... Uh, I was talking to one of the guys on, uh, on one of the other softball teams. Uh, um, uh, some of you to go to the games. Actually, the team we played last night, he's the big guy with a beard. He had a home run. His name is, uh, is Caleb Bean, right? And uh, I was talking to him. Um, uh, he was asking me why Brendan wasn't playing. And I said, well, I told him a story about how he got injured and everything. And, um, you know, and I said, it's, it's, it's discouraging him right now, but, uh, you know, he's, he's, I believe he's learning things through it, and, uh, you know, he's, he's trusting the Lord. And, 
And Caleb shared with me about how when he was about Brendan's age, maybe a little bit younger even, he, he, you know, he's strong, he's healthy, he hurt his back. And uh, he was inca incapacitated. Like he couldn't even, I think there was like a season or two that he didn't even play, you know. It might have been right before you came, uh, uh, Churchy. But, um, and uh, he said, you know, how that was at a time in his life where he saw it as a terrible thing. But he said he learned things through that time that's made him so much more focused for the Lord now than he ever would, would be. And I quoted something he, he, he said to me as closely as I could remember it. Um, he said, what I realized is God had that happen to me for a reason. And I truly believe it was to make me take a step back and realize how good I actually had it and to humbly trust in him and rely on him with my whole life. I'm a whole different person because of it. And uh, he said, look, just encourage Brendan with that, you know. And, and uh, I thought that was great. And, and uh, Psalm 138 verse 7 says, Though I walk in the midst of trouble, thou wilt revive me. Thou shalt stretch forth thine hand against the wrath of mine enemies, and thy right hand shall save me. Um, and uh, if you haven't been through a time of crisis for ever or for a while, you know, I don't want to be negative, but you probably do. Uh, <laughs> and uh, just the way, you know, life is, it, it brings hard situations. It does, and it will for all of us. Um, and so just, just remember these lessons and uh, just remember the unique opportunities to bring glory to God that those things, those things bring. And look, if, you, if, you, if things are quote-unquote going great in your life, well, that's the time to be grateful and, and to give God thanks as well. You know, not to be presumptuous, that, that uh, uh, you know, uh, have a grateful heart. All right. Lord, just thank you for your word. Lord,